This show is sponsored by CoventryCreations.com. You're listening to Keep It Magic Radio. 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 Are you ready to make some magic? Jackie and Storm are putting the pieces together for you. Find out what planets are changing the game and how to harness that energy. Get the latest metaphysical perspective on hot topics. Learn how to make magic work for you. Nothing is too hot or personal for Jackie and Storm to handle. Visit our website weekly for articles, updates, and the latest information to transform your life at www.keepitmagic.com. Now here is Jackie Smith and Storm Sestivani. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to the 100th episode of Keep It Magic. I am Storm Sestivani, and of course, I am here with the lovely and talented Jackie Smith. Cruise on over to our sponsor at www.coventrycreations.com. If you have a problem in your life, regardless of what that problem is, we have a candle for that. So make sure that you run over there right now and check that out. It is through your patronage, through Coventry Creations, that this show does stay on uh, the air for 100 episodes, maybe 100 or 200 or 300 episodes more. Um, to reach Jackie, you can also reach her on www.coventrycreations.com. My website, of course, is stormfestivani.com, um, where you can cruise on over and read all of the latest blog articles that I put up and also my free astrology course, which is called Astro 101. So make sure you check that out. Jackie and my articles about the show are up on keepitmagic.com. That's a lot of dot-coms, but get them all down in your little uh, iTunes or your um, uh, uh, different players that you're using to uh, uh, listen to the show. Reverse a little, listen to all those dot coms, um, and uh, you will get all of those down, and we will they will help you to be rather informative about your life. Um, also, Jackie and I do have a few appointments uh, available still left. For the month of March, you may want to run over there and book those up as soon as possible because they go really, really fast. Can you believe it, Jackie? We have made it to 100 episodes of Keep It Magic. Maybe we should play vacation instead of celebration. (laughs) We play that in July. (laughs) Well, you know, it doesn't seem, of course, I remember my mother saying to me a long time ago, where does the time go? It just doesn't seem like it passes that fast. And I didn't know what she was talking about because I was waiting for summer and it seemed like it was passing real slow. So thinking about this for myself, going, wow, 100, 100, 100. How do we get to 100? But it's easy because we're workaholics. <laughs> Shh, don't tell anybody. They'll put us in a support group. Um <laughs> <laughs> I have enough of those going on already. 
Um, this show is going to be a little bit different than our um, normal shows. Uh, the thing that we don't have is Jackie and I don't go on a hiatus for long enough to do, like, the best of Keep It Magic. Um, yeah, because that's a lot of work. Yeah. Uh, we, d- we don't uh, go on vacation long enough to... Uh, do the best of Keep It Magic. So um, what Jackie and I are going to do in this episode is we're going to talk about what it means to keep it magic, and we're also going to do a little bit of retrospective on um, the past three years um, mm-hmm. of, of this particular show. We are in the middle of season three, um, and as you all know, Jackie and I take the month of August off always um, to celebrate our birthdays and uh, plan the, the next season. So, um, of course, you know, you all have shows all the way up until uh, the month of August that you'll be able to listen to for five more months of shows. <laughs> and then Jackie and I are taking our vacation, and we'll play vacation. Yeah. Um, uh, Jackie, um, oh. yes. what has been um, – what do you think has changed in regards to Keep It Magic over the last three years? Well, we found our rhythm. Um, I think one of the biggest changes we made is that we we started um, Keep It Magic a couple years ago with the rhythm of a radio show. Uh-huh. And we were following the radio show rules. And we had, we're leading and current events and doing this every week and um, et cetera. And the biggest cha- and then we were following what, what we thought was trending out there and we were letting... Um, we weren't being ourselves. As I mean, we're being ourselves, but we can do better. And then after, I think it was, it was after season one or season two, we said, we don't have to do this this way. We get to make up our own rules. And since then, I think our shows have gotten better. Yeah. We, we decided we're not going to do um, a two-hour show with breaks and music and stuff. We're just going to have an opening and a closing, and we're going to hit our stride within our show and really talk about what we want to talk about and the other thing is we decided that as much as we love guests we do i do enjoy guests i i get to talk to them we're also not ourselves when we have guests on yeah because we don't poke at our guests the way we poke at each other yeah because we're a little too respectful i think yeah i think so um and so and so um we don't have the same energy for those shows so we decided that we can absolutely be self-serving and and talk about what we want to talk about, the biggest difference between when we started and now is we decided to take our phone conversations and make them live. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> because this is, we have the best deep conversations where we have aha moment after aha moment and really challenge each other and um, my, my philosophy buddy over here. And that's why, um, you know, to me the difference is this, The Voice versus American Idol. <laughs> you want my theory on The Voice versus American Tell Idol? Tell me. I want to hear this. Okay. American Idol is all about tearing each other down. Mm-hmm. It's about laughing at the nerve of somebody to get up there and sing for crap. Right? Yeah. It is how who can we vote off the island? And um, and And it's this cutthroat competition, whereas I enjoy watching The Voice. I actually, i like, ooh, The Voice is on, and we'll go tune into it, which my daughter laughs uproariously at me about that, because what the the judges do in The Voice, first of all, they're gonna, they go out and find really good people, and they want to give them a shot. Then they bring them on stage um, for the blind audition, and then they give them positive critiques. Yeah. Not like, what were you thinking, seeing for us, but a really positive positive energy and it's then it's not cutthroat and then you have people supporting each other and everyone succeeding and to me that's the difference from um this, that's the difference of our show is that we're not here to cut each other down or be controversy mm-hmm. um, i got enough of that in my life my friends enough of that i i have to make a thousand decisions a day and so for us, I think for both of us, um, you know, dealing with clients, da, 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 this is our, again, this is our phone conversation that we get to have to support each other and laugh and, and um, bring some more ideas to the table because that's what we do uh-huh. is we bring ideas to, to the table and, and we call each other up and say, oh, guess what I just found out. <laughs> yeah. So that's, I think that's the difference is we decided to make it ours. 
yeah, I, I, I think that that's the big the big changes in regards to uh, in regards to season three as well. The other thing is is that when we started Keep It Magic, we were already off of one successful radio show, mm-hmm. um, and uh, it was more a show that was centered towards uh, more of a pop culture audience, more of, uh, you know, here I am with my buddies, um, uh, uh, who happened to be metaphysicians in uh, the world, and I uh, chose um, uh, people in the field that I felt um, were some of the best voices in uh, radio um, and this one here is more um, geared towards education and more geared towards um, providing people with tools um, uh, to use. And, and as we have gone through the three seasons of Keep It Magic, what I'm noticing is uh, that the tools um, are getting deeper, that they're getting more uh, transformative, that they're really starting to um, uh, deal with the soul revolution, right. um, uh, you know, necessarily than um, just specific concerns and problems that people have in their particular life on a day-to-day basis. Well, and we started listening to our listeners who said, we like your stories. Yeah. We like it when you talk about what's going on with you because really what's going on with us is what's going on with everybody else in yeah. many ways because we're we're all following a similar astrological rhythm. And, um, you know, if Mercury's in retrograde, we're all dealing with this. If Mars is in retrograde or this trines that with, you know, whatever, however that goes. <laughs> One of the most profound, I think, letters that I've received from Keep It Magic is that in episode 13 when I admitted that I had been sexually abused mm-hmm. um, for many years. And uh, at that particular point, I had just started psychotherapy the year before, the April before. Um, and um, I was still in a very, very raw state. And to receive a letter, and it, you know, at that particular point, Jackie, in 2011, I really, except for surface issues, uh, is my relationship coming back to me? Um, uh, uh, am I going to get a new job? How does my career look? Um, you know, the surface mundane stuff that people people dealt with. I felt as though that I was in a position at that particular point in which what it is that I had to say really wasn't significant enough to anybody because I was in a raw state. When I received this letter that basically said, uh, uh, which I read the letter on the air in um, 14 or 15, um, uh, in which an individual who was had been suffering from sexual abuse and was a male um, mm-hmm. and said that, you know, the particular show, I'm, I, I just thinking about the letter Jackie gives me tears, um, uh, that the show and my being able to say it meant enough for him to go in and get help on his own. That well, and that right there is the reason why we do the show. I mean, that that'll, that'll carry us through another five years. Yeah. Um, I have had I've met a lot of people who listen to Keep It Magic, as I do my traveling out and about, um, and the past couple um, places I've gone to, I've met people who listen to the show, and who were just I just want to let you know I listen to the show. I love it. I just wanted to shake your hand and good job, and I and I look and I go. You listen? <laughs> wow! Because I forget that we have listeners when when we are doing the show. Because um, not that it's all about us, but um, we're just into the conversation, into the content. And th- there is another thing that I notice that we do less of. Um, unless we're going to be going through some technical information, we do less prep. Uh-huh. I used to research this, research that, and have. I mean. Don't get me wrong, I get inspired and I bring stuff to the show all the time, but um, I would have pages of notes and referring back and forth, and now um, I have I have three lines. We're talking about this, this, and this. Make sure you put yeah. that in, that in, and that in. Um, and, and you know what happens most of the time? I don't even work that in because we let the show um, play it in its organic way, which is very magical to me. Uh, it, it, it is. You know, my cards, you know, I used to have a stack of thick, big, huge, gigantic cards for every show that we did. Um, and the, even more so when we did the, the uh, Psychic Friends Live, uh, because I had more stuff to get through in um, uh, a two-hour period. Now it's like one little tiny card. <laughs> right. Well, okay. All right, but I, I, have to, I have to do some truth-telling here. Sure. Um, and, and 
I, no one will be shocked when I tell, do this truth-telling. It's that without Storm Sestivani, this show would be really boring because Storm keeps his eye on the prize. He says, it's our 100th show. We have to do something about that. And I go, oh, yeah, that's right. And then he starts the show with celebration. And he, he, says, um, he says, well, let's talk about this and let's do this. And I'll go, absolutely. And not to say I don't come with my own ideas, own uh-huh. inspirations, and own opinions, but um, I would be, you know, one of the Bliss Potato Girls from, um, you know, from Saturday Night Live's version of NPR um, and, and talk like this and, and be happy. But you um, you keep the show rolling and rocking and and keep it very interesting and, and keep us interesting because I'll bring some stuff to the table and you'll say, well, let's fit that into this. You know, you never, ever shut me down. Um, and you always help me um, tweak the ideas to something that, that would be very interesting. So I I have to say we're we're a great team, but you are really the the producer, the driving force, the the, the expertise behind all this, and I get to be the pretty talent. So thanks, Storm. <laughs> well, on, on the other side, Jackie, because you're the um, uh, the more um, social, more public persona of Keep It Magic uh, than me. Um, uh, for reasons that if you want to know, go listen to episode 13. Um, <laughs> I don't want to go into it all. I mean, you know, that'll take us an hour. Um, uh, but basically, um, you know, one of the things, like, you know, when you actually meet a listener of the show or somebody in the particular community and, um, uh, you know, that they bring up um, an issue such as sexual abuse, and then you call me and you tell me that somebody went through something very, very similar to me, and it makes me feel so not alone. I'm so appreciative mm-hmm. of that particular information. I'm so appreciative of, uh, of realizing that maybe what it is that I have gone through is a normal response, not an abnormal response, but a normal response right. to victimization. Um, uh, you know, because it's easy for, I think, that people who have, uh, you know, gone through um, ritualistic abuse to sit there and to look at things from the, because, you know, most people that are around you, Jackie, have not gone through this particular experience. And then there's probably several more that we don't know about that have gone through the particular experience, but like me, for 40 years, was unwilling to talk about it. It was much easier to hide, lie, create, um, uh, fictionalize um, a whole new story to hide from the dirty, nasty, horrible truth. Well, right. now, now it is. I will tell you. Three years later, Jackie, mm-hmm. it is a wonderful feeling to be free. Yeah. Well, I did tell you that um, I did when I was, was at convocation a couple of weeks ago. Um, I was on a oh, a dear, dear friend of mine, Adrian. Um, she was really driven to do a panel on healing um, sexual abuse through ritual and have, mm-hmm. um, you were potentially going to be on that panel with us and then you said that was just too much. But um, uh, there was three of us on the panel talking about our own our own stories and um, how we've used ritual and magic to help heal. And so with your permission, I shared some of your story mm-hmm. um, and I'm and I'm very. People say, "So have you ever met Storm?" And I said, "Nope." And I don't ever need to. I've met because um, we're we're great. We're right where we are. We're great. And um, and I tell your story about how through through and it wasn't an immediate response yeah. to your abuse. It was like you can go along and go along and go along, and then boom, yeah, um, something triggers you, and then you you need to retreat. And I talked about. Um, working through your agoraphobia and everything. And you know what? Three, no less than three people talked to me about how they became agoraphobic and did not leave their house for at least four years. One woman it was six, one woman it was four, and then one woman it was like three and a half. So so this is not abnormal. And they they had a very similar story to yours um, about how uh, they that how much uh, things change for them and how how what they would do to hide this mm-hmm. and um 
And it was just a very powerful thing for me to be able to share your story. And then I, I did share a lot of my own story, too, um, during that day. And, and it was it was about being programmed mm-hmm. um, by my first husband, about how, you know, someone can really um, – it's – what is um, Dawn, who was my store manager, she says, it's, it's like boiling a frog. You don't realize you're in hot water. <laughs> you start with very cool water, and you don't realize it until you're cooking. So, exactly. And so um, – and sharing that, and then being able to, but being able to share that in that that uh, forum came from the slow boil that we did with this show of sharing different parts of ourselves on the show and how safe it. Well, it feels pretty safe because we're on the phone with yeah. each other. We're we're not. Um, there's no cameras in our face. There's really even no no microphones in our face. Yeah. So so it feels we get to feel intimate in our conversation and um and that it's interesting how much more you share yeah it it is interesting um uh how much how much more you share and you know part of my particular experience which led to um uh you know developing hypomania as well as agoraphobia, Jackie, is that in my 20s I was then put into an environment in which that demanded perfection um, uh, you know, where everything had to be perfect, where everything down to marketing image, down to uh, every little tiny detail had to be scripted and perfect. And um, uh, we don't, in, in, the, in the 90s, that was the way things were. Mm-hmm. It was, and, you know, the irony is that I look at, you know, the sins of Storm Sestivani, and, uh, you know, I can look at them, you know, with regret and remorse, and I've apologized and done all that stuff. I'm not going to do it again. Um, but, um, yeah, but, you know, where it really, really helps me, Jackie, is where I hear these particular things, and then I look at what I was dealt with, and my particular response, you know, which my therapist says, is an absolutely normal response. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's working beyond that. And and the thing that I have to say, due to the help of you, due to the help of a community that is supportive, due to the help of therapy, due to the help of my own um, introspective work over the past three years, I pretty much can do 90% of what I was incapable of doing at that particular point. Now, girl, it has been snowing like hell, so I haven't got myself a latte lately. But... <laughs> But you know when I call you up with cabin fever and say, Jackie, I want to go out and get a latte. (laughs) You know, that is a significant, that is a miracle. That's a miracle. Well, I think one of the things I hope in, in our Keep It Magic world that we talk about and that we spread the message is that everyone, everyone has their thing, their struggle, yeah. their um, their complex, whatever it is. Everyone has one. And and validate yourself going, yep, this is where I am with this. And, and then, because if you can, then you can move on and you can start to heal. You, you know, Jackie, and um, uh, a month ago, um, after my two years of psychotherapy, um, you know that... I had the conversation with you in which we decided I had the tools already. I was working well with the tools. Um, now was the point of applying those particular tools to my everyday life and, you know, just dealing with my own support system in regards to getting help. And if problems start to occur, go back to therapy. When, when we started to deal with the sexual abuse and stuff started to come back up, I, of course, went back to my therapist. And, you know, mm-hmm. one of the interesting things that I'll tell you that happened, and then I want to get into what I have seen you grow in, in the past three years, um, is uh, she pulled out, Jackie, she had me in my first session with my therapist, she had me write down on a piece of paper 10 things that I wanted to do, what my goals were in regards to this. And when I was going through a melting down and going through a little bit of a period of, um, you know, I just want to be normal like everyone else, she said, during our first visit, and she had this piece of paper in her hand, she said that these were the particular goals that you had and that you wanted to be able to do and that you were happy with these particular goals. And I asked you, is this going to make you happy? And I said yes to her. And she put that over there, Jackie. Every one of them were done. That's awesome. You know, so it is. Um, and it wasn't ever, and Jackie, you can attest to this, my goals were never to become a socialite, ever. 
It was to be able to do things, to be able to live my life on a day-to-day basis, like a normal individual, um, uh, you know, to shop for myself, to buy myself what I want, to be able to go to a store, to be able to um, deal with the outside world, to go to family reunions, to go to gatherings. You know, these were my particular goals, um, to be able to go and visit my brother uh, who lives in Atlanta if I need to. Um, and I had my whole support system when I went and did it. Yep. Um, uh, and, uh, you know, th- that is, um, it's miraculous. Now, with you, let me turn the microscope over. <laughs> <laughs> we can skip this part. <laughs> um, I am in awe um, of much of the changes that you have made over the period of the past um, three years. Um, in 2011, which is where I think that the um, real the retail market started to really begin to feel the financial implications of 2008 and 2009. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, you sat down and had to make a lot of honest, introspective decisions in regards to Coventry Creations and in regards to uh, your own personal branding and in regards to your own business model, and you joined um, uh, support systems and groups and, um, uh, uh, you know, were willing and open to look at different models in regards to, uh, uh, to pushing Coventry forward into the next level. And three years ago, the thing here is, is that it was all the physical stuff that was the problem, Jackie. And here in the, and I haven't talked to you about this yet, so this is going to probably blow you away. In the past three to six months, it has changed from the physical problems of the day-to-day business to what is the emotional issues underneath this that's causing me to have to look at this and make the particular changes. Um, and that is awe-inspiring that somebody can do that. It, I, my, my hat goes off to you because uh, even down to um, uh, our discussions in regards to body image and things of that nature, it has gone away from the image to what is the emotion and the feeling underneath the image and dealing with that. And for you to do that not only in your life, Jackie, but live on the air in several episodes <laughs> of this particular show and uh, to discuss um, uh, how do you keep a 20 plus your business going in a new reality, I think is um, ear candy um, for people that are probably going through the same thing. And my hat's off to you with that. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. It's, it's, um, uh, I, I'm a little, yes, I'm a little speechless on, on that one because it doesn't seem like a big deal because I'm just, that's, but that's part of, what I think is my magic is that I just keep moving forward no matter what. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I do. I just keep moving forward. I want to learn the next thing, to go to the next thing. To um, uh, My passion is, people think my passion is candles, and, and it's, I love a good candle, let me tell you. Um, but my passion is, is healing and magic and um, exploration of all that. That's my, that's my passion. And mm-hmm. so... Um, I just, it's keeping remembering that. It's keeping that at the front of my mind that this is what I do, and also fun. You know, just today, we get so stuck in um, different, like, I'm going to do this, and then I'm going to do that. And then just today, we were talking about getting a few little pieces of equipment to make everybody's life easier. And and we've been talking about, and they're carts. They're ever-loving carts. Rolling carts with big wheels. So we don't have to carry around boxes of candles. We can slide them from one table to the other. We've been talking about getting these carts very heavily for two months now. And I said, I am done talking about this. We are ordering them. Well, I don't know if we have money. I said, I don't care. Get one. You know, because it's, it's like it's, you get stuck in that conversation. You get stuck in the, in the things. And I'm just ready to, for next. I'm ready for next because it's been a long journey. And I, I want to just make the magic. I just want to continue to make the magic and and it's not it's not bewitched kind of magic it's not big swooping my life is different tomorrow magic it's a bunch of little tiny 10% shifts yeah and and i think you know um if i was to go out back 
and I'm just scanning through our episode list at the moment, um, uh, which I will tell you, it's it's awesome to see a hundred freaking shows in front of you. <laughs> um, well, ninety nine. You know, this is the hundred. Um, I would say probably the turning, the strong turning point with both of us in regards to Keep It Magic was the Karen Berg show when we discussed Kabbalah for Women. Yes. I think that it is. Um, it is still our uh, most promote. You know, it's the episode that I keep on promo constantly because I think that, in many ways, with that particular episode, would it? And I remember when you first started reading the book, it was like, oh no, you know. And then as you said, no, I didn't know this is that old, you know, keep a woman down stuff. And then as you got further into the book, you were like, aha, I see now. Um, uh, the, the, the purpose with this, and I think that in regards to, uh, you know, both of us in many ways embracing other idealisms and looking at different things beyond um, our comfort zone, um, I think that that particular episode, uh, you know, really, or th- that series kind of cracked things open for us. Yeah. Um, it did, because we decided to do things our way at that point, and and it's not a stubborn, you know, break the mold, the man's not going to keep keep us down. It was just, it was the aha of we get to um, challenge each other in new ways and really talk about difficult difficult um, information. And, and you know, thank goodness you're you're still in school and, and you get presented with all kinds of, I get presented with books on business and other books in the, the ma- magical field. And then you, you get presented with books on more of the psychological field and then they, they come together. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's always fun. It, it, it's always fun. You know, um, one of my favorite series was the Haunting series, in which, um, you know, you have really, really intensive psychological terminology that we layered out into a use in regards to a transformative, magical way. Um, uh, uh, you know, and that this uh, uh, <clears throat> has really... Um, uh, I think showed a different way of looking at magic. I don't want people to, this is just my own goal, but I think that part of keeping it magic in many ways um, uh, is realizing that people tend to approach magic, Jackie, at a time of crisis rather than approaching it in their day-to-day life. And I think of being aware of things like complexes and um, how you are driven psychologically. How do you work with your astrology chart, in which we will be talking about that more in episode 101, um, but how to work with your astrology chart in a proactive sort of way, um, how to deal with, um, uh, you know, things that that you're dealing with on an everyday basis, which includes, you know, even having the courage to get out of bed in the morning on some day, um, uh, uh, I, I think is more the point of the show now, rather than, you know, let's give you a spell. Exactly, because magic is um, magic is not just the spell. Magic is what you do with the energy that's around you. I teach a lot of um, a lot of that in the classes that I do is taking a new perspective. Everything you need is around you, and I really fully believe that this is not a, a Buddhist esoteric um, type thing. Like um, you can eat the air, kind of thing. No, you can't eat the air. You need protein, um, but. Everything you need is around you, and you just need to take a different perspective and and maybe make some changes and some tweaks and and um, say okay what's what is the what is the message that I'm sending myself? I think we we um we don't listen to the messages that we're sending ourselves. Mm-hmm. We we uh we want it to be something different, but um, we always always prove our core beliefs out in our physical life. And the other thing here that, you know, um, it is one thing. Now, I'm sure that people have heard me say this on other shows, Jackie, but you and I, for example, we have our um, April shows already planned. We know what we're talking about in April. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and uh, Jackie and I, the things that we're working on and we're doing, we actually do. Um, uh, <laughs> and Jackie can show you candle receipts that show that I've ordered X, Y, and Z to be able to do this to talk about it. She can show you receipts. And just so you know, I do charge, uh, if I charge him, I charge everyone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, 
that's how I get out of this is free shipping. <laughs> I mean, I don't get charged shipping. You know, that's it. <laughs> Um, uh, the, uh, but basically, you know, it is when we have that particular show or we're doing a, um, and mainly because I have to work in an empirical sort of way, Jackie, I can't do anything without playing with it. You know, that there has been a tool that I have been playing with now for almost three years, Jackie, that you haven't even heard me talk about. I will not talk about it until I'm ready to teach it. Um, well, why uh, bring it up? Why bring it up, Storm? Now you're just teasing me. Now I'm teasing you because we'll have an episode about it probably in season four, so. <laughs> you all will have to go episode to episode while I give hints about what it is. Oh, right. Um, so where I jump in with both feet. Yeah, yeah. But I, you know, so I will get the candles and I will work and I will journal and see how that this is causing an effect on my life, so I can go in and talk about it. Or I will do this particular meditation or this. Or um, like in our last show, we were, you, you know, um, or one of our last shows in which we were talking about um, uh, uh, inscription or ink magic. You know, I went and you know did myself some little journals with some colors on it and made it all pretty and stuff and uh, uh, things that nature and even took you know I kind of took the notebook Jackie and even in the back I did some darker colored pages for when I'm not in the greatest of moods mm-hmm. um, so kind of pre-prepared those and um, uh, but you know Jackie and I sit down and do all this stuff yes we come from experience on, on all of this but just, just kind of jumping back a little bit about People are expecting to be able to coast until an emergency happens and then do a little magic and, and make it all better. And that is, that's the biggest faux pas of magic right there. Yeah. That's the biggest faux pas because you're not building your relationships with your energy. You're not, you're not understanding the subtleties of the spirit of what you're working with. And that's... That is the key. That's that's the magic part of magic, so to speak, is that um, building your relationships with your spiritual allies, um, but also building the relationship with your own spirit to understand how it shifts and moves and groans and, and celebrates and and being able to... And that journaling is very important. Even though I don't journal as formal as you do, Storm, I do um, a lot of uh, journaling in my notes. Um, of what I'm working on, et cetera. And I can, um, so I keep a lot of notes. I, I used to be as, as journal conscious as Storm, and I've got, I've got stacks and stacks of boxes, and I would write poetry, um, which I laugh at myself. I only do it, Jackie, because I can look back at 2011 and say, ooh, I have gotten better. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, uh, but those are the things. And as you were talking, there's this, um, an amazing thing happened um, at at Convocation this year, and, and I'll get to that in just a second, but to finish the first thought is you reminded me that that is journaling is such a critical tool to to teach yourself something new and to make it real. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, uh, what happened at Convocation is I met a young woman who is 15, and I met her with her mother, um, and she is highly, highly, highly sensitive. She sees stuff that um, that I see and plus more. She gets all the information. So, And that's a huge challenge for a young woman or uh, really anyone to be that open. And I've seen, um, I've seen it go bad. With, so, so they, can I raise my hand there? Yeah. <laughs> Where you, you, you can potentially self-medicate to shut off the voices or you, you lose touch with what's real and what's not. Um, or you have, it's almost like you get end up with PTSD because you're experiencing so much from the, the spirits. You're getting their experiences too, and that's what was happening with, with her. So um, her mother gave her permission to work with me. Now, she lives in another state, so we've been doing this via text message, and that's, that's a challenge too. Because <laughs> after a while, your thumbs hurt. Yeah. You're like, oh, I don't want to text anymore. But she's a great, great kid, and I feel very honored, um, very, very honored that she wants to work with me. Um, and it's interesting, we both got messages from one of her ancestors that I needed to work with her. And um, and that, I don't normally put any stock in that. I find that a little bit egotistical when folks do that. Oh, I have to work with you. Um, so I'm not usually for that. But I just, the journaling is the next thing I'm going to have her do start journaling about her experiences. 
Um, you know, what? When, where I can relate to the girl is that during, um, which I had this in 2011 also, the, the healing that I did with Patty in November of 2011, um, one of the things that she, her and I discussed as being a, a problem for me, and it is probably adds to um, the agoraphobia and anxiety that goes along with, um, which is now technically called social um, phobic, phobic disorder, but um, uh, is being in a particular store and being able to handle all of that particular energy. Um, mm-hmm. Because what Jackie w- or what Patty was seeing, um, especially in regards to my chakras, is that the top ones were excessively like perfect, Jackie. Mm-hmm. So I was tuning in like a magnet to things, mm-hmm. um, uh, which, I mean, you've seen me do readings. You, you know how um, I just, right. it's right there. Um, and, uh, and basically it was giving me particular tools to be able to shut that off. Right. Or to at least block out the white noise enough um, uh, to be able to get through a circumstance. So I can, I can definitely um, have empathy um, for this girl. And um, one of the things that I was telling her mom, because her mom um, was a natural, uh, is a natural medium as well, but, but had to hone her craft a little bit more, and I said the difference is um, you had to learn to open up a little bit more, which means that you already have the skill to close. I had to learn to open up and control and, and tune in and stuff, but when somebody is constantly open, you then don't learn the skills to close it down. Mm-hmm. And so that's actually a a bonus of learning how to become more psychic is then now you're in control versus always um, feeling like the spirits are, are controlling your experience. Mm-hmm. And so that's very um, very exciting for me to watch with somebody that who's naturally open is them to gain control of that experience and and that's how I keep it magic every day is that is that uh, gaining guidance every time I talk to this young lady I'm like okay what do I need to say what's the guidance and they were just giving me some saying yep she needs to journal it she needs to journal before she goes to sleep at night and what she saw et cetera et cetera so she can start to make sense of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I think that that is, um, uh, it, journaling is such an important part of my um, uh, self-discovery period, um, which was, uh, thankfully, I had already, it was already a tool that I used. Um, mm-hmm. Although I will tell you, looking back at the ranting and the raving that I was doing 10 years ago, Jackie, I was even scared of myself. <laughs> 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 Why didn't anybody do an intervention before? <laughs> you know, that's what I was thinking, you know. Well, you you were really good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know. You're awesome. You know, the, um, uh, so, you know, it, and, and I think that, uh, you know, for me, Jackie, keeping it magic means taking the particular knowledge and being open to new knowledge and new understanding and new skills regardless of whether that that is a candle, whether that that is therapy, whether that that is spiritual beliefs, whether that that is um, uh, living your life in a productive way and applying them basically to everyday circumstances. You know, now one of the things um, that I do, because, you know, when you get into something like cognitive behavioral therapy, um, uh, one of the things with cognitive behavioral therapy, Jackie, that they work on is, uh, you know, the thought processes processes that are going on in regards to your mind at the time when, uh, you know, in which you're triggered by an event, basically, um, and how to modify them. Um, And basically with me, that is the same thing as magic. When I use magic, basically what I am doing is I am modifying the physical world um, in a particular way um, to be able to be more habitable um, for myself. Um, and um, I find the thing, the amazing thing that I'm finding is that there really is not that much difference at the, at the end of the day. I think everything is alchemical. Yes. You know, there is a scariness to alchemical that thinks that you need to be a chemist and know what is a what's a base and what's an alkaline. And I barely remembered those two words. And but alchemy is is really just a blending of energies. It's a blending of one thing with another, and maybe potentially several more to form a greater 
a greater thing. And what I learned, and, and this we've talked about this on the show quite a bit too, is magic. Magic, yes, you can affect absolutely your the outside world, but the way you affect the outside world to make it more habitable for yourself is through subtle shifts on your inside world. Uh-huh. So when you, anytime you're doing a spell, you're you're doing it on yourself. So that whole thing about you can't do magic for yourself is hooey because that's all you're doing magic on is yourself. When you go to manifest something, you're manifesting more money, which is usually the first thing that people want to do. I need more money. I need a money draw candle. I need prosperity candle. The first thing you're doing is you're shifting your own vibration so it it matches whatever it is that you're trying to bring to you. Yeah. Because you can't you can't bring it otherwise. You'll block it. Exactly. So um so every all magic is is about you. And and when you remember that and you and you remember that all magic is healing, then it makes it even more powerful. Um when you're doing even a road opener situation, you're opening the road for yourself. Um what you're doing is you're healing your own personal blocks. Mhm. Or giving them an opportunity to heal. You know, I, I was watching um, uh, my nephew who works for me, my actually my niece's husband who's from Brazil, and he unfortunately has a has a bad back and he wrenched it and he's been in pain and I feel for him and I'm um, working whatever energy I can. But here's the interesting thing: is that once he gets um, a shot in his back to reduce the swelling, the pain subsides. And it doesn't necessarily come back mm-hmm. because he has an opportunity, his body has an opportunity to, to begin the healing. Um, and and it's like, to me, that's what magic is, is that, is that it, it kind of helps the pain or the crisis subside. So then you now have the opportunity to get in and do that healing work or do that change that you need to do. Um, but if you are always in crisis... Um, then it's really it is um, Maslow's hierarchy of needs. You can't think about um, connecting with God when you don't have enough food to eat. Yeah. Um, so it's it's like when you can when you can take that pain down and get out of the immediate crisis and re- have a moment, a breath. Now, if you build on that moment, you can take it to amazing places because you're so filled with energy. This is that switch in your perspective. You are so filled with energy, your body's used to generating all this energy to deal with this crisis. Well, now the crisis is over and you're generating more energy. You can find another crisis to spend that energy on, or you can take all this energy you're automatically generating, there's all this adrenaline that's still going on, and then point it at healing, point it at, at fixing this for permanent. Not, not a permanent fix, but making um, a transformation in your life. Yeah, exactly. So that's that is how, and you know what this that that what we talked about was an evolution of conversations we've had over the past three years. Yeah, on air and on the phone. <laughs> yeah, the, the, it, it is definitely um, a profound shift in regards to uh, looking at the things from the seed level, which is what we would do probabilistically. Mm-hmm. What is the seed of this? How, if you transform that particular seed in the upper level or the upper realms? Um, uh, or you could probably even go further to say in the psychological realm, um, how as that begins to go through the normal process of every, everyday life, which is the next six sephirot in, in the tree of life, um, uh, that the result at the end of the day, the malkuts, the physical world um, uh, manifestation of what it is that you want, begins to change over time. Um, uh, and uh, and believe me, there will be every trick that the Satan will play on you as that is transforming you have ever seen. <laughs> you know, if the Satan is in your head, something is changing. That's all I got to say. <laughs> yeah, yes, it's um one of it's a very similar theory to what I have, which is that you know when when programmers are um, making video games. They don't waste code on a on a, a dead end, meaning that they're not gonna they're not gonna build a monster, build write all that code that's gonna build a monster, 
if it's um, a path that's not going to take you to your goal. They're only going to put monsters on the path that's going to take you to your goal. And it's the same thing with you. You're not going to put the satan in your path when you're going in the wrong direction. Yeah. You're only going to put the satan in your path when you're going in the right direction. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, the voices in your head, a.k.a. the satan, um, usually don't come out unless something is changing. Otherwise, why would it have to come out? You know, if you're just doing the same old, same old, the satan is going to just, you know, sit back and eat, you know, Krispy Kreme. Um, uh, or if you're in Detroit and it's Fat Tuesday, punchkies. Yeah. <laughs> One or the other. I'm still digesting them. For one. <laughs> <laughs> I only had one. <laughs> um, now, we've got about seven minutes um, left of the show, three of which is a song. Um, uh, Jackie, what episode that we have done since the beginning of season three do you think is probably the most beneficial for people to listen to? Since the beginning of season three, I really like that. Well, it's two shows. Sorry, um, it's the dispelling the inner demons and okay. ghosts. We we actually had three really good shows, moving from um, October and, and November were really awesome because we said we had a letting go, putting your dead relatives to work for you, and mm-hmm. dispelling your inner demons. So we had those three great subjects, but that that was pretty. Um, pretty powerful on on those shows. But the Dispelling Your Inner Demons was great. I can't remember which show I liked more. It might have been part two because we got into a little more nitty-gritty. But um, I should remember these better. What's part one was sorry. Part two was um, nitty-gritty. Um, getting to the core of your desire. That 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 was really good, too. Oh, they're all good. I'm hoping everybody else's favorite was Storm Sestavani's Astrology of 2014 because I want to be a little egotistical there. But uh. <laughs> and, and can we just say, can we just say that you did say that this was going to be a really rough winter? Yes, you did, yes. and you said you you said it was going to take it all the way through March. Yes, and I have looked at the weather charts for um, uh, spring, and it's not going to get easier anytime soon. No. But we're also really facing a lot of um, – I'm watching some um, universal challenges being faced. It's, it's funny. My, my husband's so psychic, and he, and he doesn't admit it, but he said 2014 is a year of checking things off the list. Mm-hmm. Which, and I said, can you explain that for me, please? Because he, he was right on with what last year was all about. It was about finding out where all the bodies were buried. Yeah. And then 2014 is the year of checking things off the list, saying, okay, now I've dealt with this, and I fixed that. Now I've dealt with this, and it's it's a little more cut and dried. Um, it's a little less emotional. Um, yeah. And I'm fine. I'm watching that in the world, too, is that people are just saying, enough of your hooey, enough of the bull. We're going to get down to resolving this, and I'm going to call you out. And uh-huh. um, I'm watching it in politics. I'm watching it in all kinds of... Um, Arena, so yeah, it's very, very interesting. Yeah, it it, it is very interesting, and um, in the next episode, uh, Jackie and I will be talking a little bit about um, a lot of the changes uh, that we have seen. Our next episode is what is a magical life, and a lot of the particular, you know, not only the personal changes um, that affect our life, but also the societal changes over the period of the last two years that have um, uh, brought us um, to where they are today. So, um, Oh, I'm really excited about this because i got lots to talk about on this show. <laughs> that's why you're hosting it. Oh. Uh, <laughs> that's why you're hosting this. Uh, but um, make sure, everybody, that you cruise on over to www.coventrycreations.com. Again, that's www.coventrycreations.com, where uh, if you have a problem in your life, whether that, that be a love problem, a romance problem, a spiritual problem, um, you need to make more money, um, you need to deal with the surface stuff or the psychological stuff, um, we definitely have candles that will help to assist you um, through that particular process. We, um, we have a happiness candle now. Oh, wonderful. And so it'll help you through the snow. <laughs> just light them outside. <laughs> no, just seriously, it, it, I have had one going on my desk for the past week, and it has changed my perspective. <laughs> it's a happiness candle. 
Well, considering I have about three feet more snow than you, mm-hmm. um, at the moment it's probably not going to change mine in the near future. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll burn one. one to see. I'll send you one, babe. <laughs> <laughs> um, to reach me off the air, of course, go to stormsestavani.com. Um, and uh, Jackie, in the meantime, what do they need to do? They need to keep it magic. Speak life, everybody. We'll see you in about two weeks. feels perfect other days it just ain't working the good the bad the right the wrong and everything in between yo it's crazy amazing we can turn our hearts through the words we say mountains crumble with every syllable hope can live or die so speak life It's like I'm drowning in the deep Well, it's crazy to imagine Words from my lips as the arms of compassion Mountains crumble with every syllable Hope can live or die So speak life